Welcome back to another edition of Solar Speaks, which is Solar Power World's podcast series. Uh, today we're talking with Noah Eckert, Chief Commercial Officer of Baiwa RE Solar Projects. Um, it's a German company that's decided it wants to invest in the U.S. market. I found it really interesting that um, a company from a market that is as strong as the German market is coming into the U.S. at this particular point. So I wanted to have Noah on to discuss that and get his thoughts, um, what he's hearing from the his bosses in Germany. Noah, welcome to the program. Thank you, Frank. Pleasure to be here. So why don't we start there? Um, Germany, as we all know, is the leading country in the world for solar installations, and some of the strongest companies in the industry have come out of Germany. Um, Baiwa now is entering the U.S. market in the midst of what I consider one of the more turbulent times, what with all of the business shakeout that's going on, um, the tariff issue, which uh, is kind of keeping everything in flux here in the United States, and the impending expiration of the ITC in two years. So I think uh, an American observer like myself looks at, at Baiwa and says, what are you guys thinking? Sure. Uh, I often think that about many of us in, in this dynamic industry. Um, but we, you know, from Baiwa's perspective, to address your question, I think... Germany clearly was the, the dominant market for many years and still is a very strong market, but it's you know it's definitely come off its peak in the last number of years. Uh, the Spanish and Italian markets have cooled off. You know, the UK has been somewhat strong, but a, a niche-based market. And so I think in general terms, the European market there's definitely opportunities there, but nothing you know that has the same potential as the U.S. market. So why is the German market slowed? I had not heard that. Um, so that's that's interesting to me. Can you expand on why that's slowed? They, they've always been so supportive of renewables and solar in particular. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. So they are definitely still very supportive. Um, I think the primary driver is uh, most of the projects that drove growth in Germany were very big, large projects. And, you know, as they've added more, uh, you know, PV to the grid, uh, you know, there's upgrades that need to be done. Um, so, I mean, there's always a cost issue with any, you know, technology that's being added to, to the grid. Um, but also, you know, the early days, and this is very similar in the U.S., that they were big, big projects. And so that drove some big numbers. And now the German market is actually kind of going the other way, which is driving more towards self-consumption which is sort of akin to our, our net metering concept here where, you know, they're going on rooftops and smaller systems. So, you know, it's still obviously a lot that they can do, um, but you're not going to just, you're not going to drive the huge numbers with the huge projects like you did in the past. I gotcha. Um, so, so Bywell was clearly looking for um, new markets to get into and they're moving into the U.S. Tell, tell us what exactly they're going to do here in the United States. So Baiwa is, um, if I'll take just a second to give the corporate pitch, the, the mother company is 91 years old. It was uh, originally founded as an agricultural co-op 
and then over time it's, it's grown and added energy and building materials. So there's three lines of business to the, the, the Biwa family and renewable energy belongs to the energy segment. Um, and then my group, Biwa RE Solar Projects, is the new company, uh, development company in the U.S. under the, uh, the Global Renewable Energy Group. And so what we do is develop projects, design and build them, and then we sell them to uh, long-term owners. So you're an, you're an EPC, essentially, to, to use the, the U.S. term for that, right? Or do you also um, fund... So we're, we're a little different than a, a traditional EPC, I think. Uh, I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of them out there, uh, big construction groups, white construction, Martinson construction, um, not, not to uh, pick on any one name, but you know, EPCs typically go out, they self-perform the work, they project manage it on site. Uh, you know, they have fairly big crews, equipment, overheads, things like that to actually build the projects. Um, Biwa is a much smaller, leaner um, group, so we have engineering capabilities and we have project management capabilities in-house, but our real focus is on developing projects on the front end. So typically an EPC, you know, would wait for a project to be developed and then they would bid on it and then they would, you know, build it. So we're in the business of going out and developing projects or acquiring um, development rights. And then we bring those into, you know, into BIWA, we have control of those assets. And then at that point, we would design and build them and supervise that process. And then we have a network of investment uh, partners that we would sell the finished asset or the finished solar uh, power plant to, you know, the long-term owner, which could be a utility like Duke Energy, or it could be a... Uh, you know, a, a fund uh, or a bank. Can I ask, uh, go back to Germany for one second, because I think that there's a, a big question here in the United States that also, uh, you were talking about how the, the market has slowed somewhat in Germany or significantly in Germany with all of these installed assets. Now, does Biwa do O&M? In Germany... And, and in other parts in Europe, they, they do. And uh, they actually have a pretty large O&M portfolio. Um, you know, it's part of the discussion in terms of, uh, you know, is it a worthwhile endeavor here in the U.S.? And I think, you know, it's, it's still an ongoing discussion. So for us in the U.S. at least, I can't, you know, I don't know the German market as well or, or the teams or exactly what they're doing other than the general, you know, the broad knowledge that they do have a fairly large O&M portfolio. In the U.S., um, you know, we're not looking to go out and sell O&M services at this point. So I think at least our model for now is, is really focused on development. And as we develop and bring those projects through, um, you know, in many cases we'll sell it to a financial counterparty who, you know, just wants to own the asset like in a mutual fund or something. And so, you know, they don't have the capability to to you know, do O and M, and in cases like that, you know, we could provide the service. Um, I think it will evolve for us in the U.S. We're just starting out, you know, so we don't have a huge portfolio yet to work with. When did you come into the U.S.? 
Baiwa has been looking, as I understand it, um, to enter the market for you know for some time, looking at various assets, and their their desire was to come into the market and and uh, purchase an existing platform versus you know have a couple guys come over and organically try to start uh, something. So we, uh, the group of us that is now Baiwa, was formerly actually a company by the name of Marta for Solar, which is a Portuguese um, company. Uh, had operated in the U.S. For oh, we know we we know Martifer really well. We're, we we like what they've done in the United States, so it's, it was good. Obviously, a good acquisition for Baiwa. Yeah, I I, I I think so. I think we we all agree uh, it was a good platform and a good team. And um, you know, Baiwa closed on that acquisition in late July, so the last couple of months have you know been integration transition. Activities to get the new company, you know, aligned with the Baiwa, uh, the larger Baiwa group, and of course, you know, just getting out in the market and getting getting things going and, and moving along. And I think, uh, yeah, I think so far everyone's been quite happy on both sides, and you know, we're pretty excited to um, go to SPI, of course, this coming week or next week, uh, which will be great for us um, to. You know, introduce the new company to the market, and um, you know, hopefully, go from there. Well, as we lead into SPI, it's one of the other reasons, Noah, that I wanted to have you on because, of course, I'm going to be out there, and anybody who is anybody in the solar industry will be out there. What are you looking to do? What's your strategy? What's your goal to come away out of SPI with? Is it projects? Are you looking to meet with people who have projects that you can develop? What are you looking for out of next week? So I think next week for us is, I mean, it's a couple things. First and foremost, it is introducing, you know, the the company. And, I mean, a lot of people obviously know us from, from our martyr for uh, days. Uh, so it's you know, really re- reintroducing to some extent, but to, to introduce that to the market and, uh, you know, tell the story. So I think number one. Is, is to be able to tell the story. Uh, I think that's, you know, it's a challenge of any European firm that, you know, doesn't necessarily have the same household name in, in the U.S. So I think that's that's probably number one. Number two is is definitely what you're um, talking about. It's, you know, it's networking as part of telling that story, helping people understand what value we, we bring to the table. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking to acquire um, project rights. We're we're in the process of doing that on a couple of projects um, as we speak, actually, and then we're we're also developing our own projects uh, that we would, uh, you know, eventually over time, uh, you know, get to the point where we can build them and and sell them. So I think that so that's number two. Number three is uh, you know is then connecting with the various investors and financiers uh, who would be interested in purchasing you know the products. The, the solar systems that we build at the end of the day, and number four, um, you know, have some fun and reconnect with uh, a lot of friends in the industry. Yeah, I plan on trying to turn my uh, retirement and the account into something special in the slot, the slot machines. Um, that's my number five. Uh, all of your four, um, plus you know, make sure that uh, I can retire early. But. Uh, at, from the perspective of, of Baiwa, it it's, was very clear to me um, as an outside observer that Murdifer had this 
amazing network of contacts and people uh, who they knew and, and were very involved in the development side of things. And if they, if Baiwa decided to keep the management team in place who had built those relationships, which obviously they did, um, it was going to be a very short time before Baiwa USA was able to really get a portfolio, a development portfolio under in-house that was really going to blow the socks off everybody in the industry. Um, so, I, as I said earlier, it's a, it was a really smart acquisition for them. Um, and, uh, again, that's one of the reasons I brought you on. Um, so, again, what, what specifically do they see in the U.S.? I mean, I know that the U.S. market's been growing. Do they... Have you discussed with them, or do you have any thoughts on what might happen in 2016 if the ITC isn't renewed? And I think there's a, I think there's a snowball chance that it will be. Yeah, it's a great question, Frank. And you know, smarter people than I'm sure probably have better answers. But I think you know, again, there's probably two things on my side. We're working as hard as we can. To you know, build build the pipeline and portfolio and transact and you know get our, this new company established ahead of that time. Um, I think when you know it'll be clear as we get into 2016. I think mid to late 2016. You know, there's a presidential election, so I mean, that that's a wild card. Um, I mean, the ITC goes from 30 percent to 10 percent, so it's not you know completely wiped away. So there is a possibility, uh, you know, I've heard scuttlebutt that there, there may be some stopgap in between there or some PTC type thing like the wind industry. Uh, yeah, we see how well that worked for them. Y- yeah, well. Short term <laughs> it worked well for them, but, you know, it's... It's a pretty roller, co- they had a roller coaster ride and we certainly, you know, would like to avoid that even though we've had some similar, um, you know, with the grant and, and other things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, truly, my view, and this is not necessarily, uh, you know, the Baiwa view, is it's going to be, it's going to take people that are committed fully to this industry, uh, you know, to go through whatever blip is going to be in 2016 going into 2017, and I think diversifying, you know, so having some big, some small, some mid-sized projects or being in different markets, you know, you can parse that up a lot of different ways. Will, will help. And I think everybody's certainly working really hard to bring costs down so we can reach that magical grid parity um, sooner rather than later, which would allow us to absorb, you know, the loss of, of, of that credit um, going into 2017. So the thing that's interesting and that I really liked about speaking with the guys from Baiwa before they purchased us and now, you know, getting to know the management team in Germany much better is, you know, they... You know, parent company has been around for 91 years, and I think they plan to be around for at least that long going forward. So their commitment to the U.S. is very much a long term, and they understand all of these things, and that you know, may not have a magic bullet answer, um, but we'll, you know, we'll sort of take it on our chin and figure it out. And if, if we have a rough year, we'll work through it. But we know that. You know the long-term prospects for solar are very, very strong, and they abs- they absolutely are. It, what I see happening, 
Uh, no, and this is, again, this is speculation on my part because maybe Roan Rash will be able to pull a, a rabbit out of the hat and we'll get this thing extended. But um, I think 2016 will be a good year. I think 2017 will be a good year because much like the when the 16 th uh, 1603 grant program went away, everybody rushed in November and December of that year to get projects in the ground so that they could uh, take advantage of the tax breaks. My suspicion is that if by the, say, August of 2016, if the ITC has not been uh, renewed, that what you're going to see is everybody and their uncle climbing over each other to meet whatever requirements are necessary to qualify for the ITC before it expires. So 2017, I think, is going to be a great year. In fact, maybe one of the best we've ever had, and then you'll see that the hangover in 2018. Um, but what I was going to say about Baiwa in that case, I, you mentioned that they've been around for 91 years. They clearly have a good business development team in place and you don't stay around for and, and they're well capitalized which I think is gonna help them expand here um, because that's gonna allow them to as you pointed out sort of weather whatever storm happens between 2016 and 2018 agreed I like your optimistic assessment of 17 uh, I mean we certainly saw that with the grant as, as you said, and I, I participated in that being in the industry. Um, it, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a wild card with that presidential uh, election because, uh, you know, Obama may try to see what he can do before he goes out or in the lame duck session. Uh, but, but the past, at least, so I've been in the industry almost eight years, and every time we've had one of these uh, expiration, you know, needing to get it extended, it's, it's never been done until post and then they backdate it. So they leave the industry hanging, you know, all the way through, and we end up getting it, but, you know, there's a lot of strife, stress, and it's difficult to plan, of course, in those uh, circumstances. So I, I certainly hope what you said is true, that we have a good 2017, because, you know, I think in the next two, three years, um, you never know. I mean, there could be great innovation. I'm always hopeful that you know, there'll be something very interesting that comes out and really helps reduce cost. Um, you know, and the industry will sooner rather than later get get to that point where the the hit from losing those tax credits won't be quite so bad. Well, you know that what we really need in this country, well, we need a couple of things in this country that I have complained about for three years. Um, people who've been following me for that long are probably sick of hearing me say it, but the two things we need are national energy policy that actually has a, that that contains a coherent strategy for expanding all energy but but in particular the renewables because there's no reason we should be following germany we ought to be ahead uh, not behind um, of course that again is a situation where after the midterm elections that's certainly that i don't think that's likely to happen but one can dream and the other piece that we need is Germany's, I've heard rumors the German permitting process is one page. Um, you'll never get that here because of the 50 different state governments. Um, but if we could cut down the permitting time, I think that would have a huge effect 
for the on the expansion of solar in the United States too. What's your thought on that? Um, I agree. I think both uh, are important elements, and the soft cost side specifically, I, I agree because it's not just the the cost or the amount of paperwork, but having to have so many different pieces and there's different timing associated with that and that you know bleeds into everything you do from scheduling you know, your design and EPC work and then you know it can bleed into the timing of getting your investment to come in and getting all those pieces to align um, and it really is you know like 50 different countries so each, each state has its own little, little nuance um, I, I agree as well I don't think we'll see a national energy policy for some time, but we, we should. It seems like a no-brainer to someone like myself. Oh, stop raining on my parade, Noah. <laughs> Although I'm the only one in that parade right now, but... Yeah, well, what can I say? <laughs> uh, so, so I, I okay. would like to say one other thing, though, on the permitting piece, because I, I think that's actually an important one for, for a lot of those timing and coordination issues. Uh, the other piece, and my attorney friends, you know, may not like this comment, but, uh, you know, we'll also streamline the, the legal process and the diligence and whatnot, which, um, you know, also makes it expensive to do solar projects that, you know, the legal costs associated are, are you know, fairly large. You know, we're doing a, a webinar coming up, if I can make a shameless pitch, um, about financing and the role of community banks, and, and that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about. As you're looking to finance, I think that the solar industry has done a pretty good job of educating people like Merrill Lynch and Wells Fargo and and some of the bigger investment banks, which is great for the big for the large scale projects. But as you get down to the small commercial and residential markets, financing becomes much more hard to come by, which is why I'm excited. I keep hearing that community banks are going to get involved in this kind of financing, but the installers that I talk to and, and developers uh, like yourself have been telling me that they are dreading, um, like a root canal, the prospect of having to educate the community banks uh, all over again because they've already been through this and it took them so many years to get the big investment banks on board. And the idea of having to go around individually and, and explain all of the solar um, profit model to community banks, they, they just, they keep telling me it makes their head explode. What's your, what's your take on that? Luckily, I have not been really in that segment because I, my head would probably explode too. <laughs> I, I, again, I mean, I think it's, at that level, it's great that there's interest that's starting to percolate, but, uh, you know, it, it is, a fairly, I mean, from one respect, it's a simple industry. I mean, we're you know, creating an electrical generating, um, you know, piece of equipment. I mean, it can be huge. And, and generating electricity to put in the grid. On the flip side, as we've talked, I think, through this, this podcast, you know, the layers of complexity are significant. And, uh, it, you know, that's been the tough thing with solar. And so it's, it's interesting to hear you say because, you know, usually the industry's gone to the bigger side because the transaction cost is essentially the same, but, you you know, you get more out of it. So the fact that it's coming down is good, um, 
but to do that, and I think you know the solar cities and longevities and whatnot of the world on the residential side have you know tried to come up with standardized processes to do that, and I think that's what really for you know the the different tiers of, of banks or smaller community banks, regional banks, um, you know the solar the solar industry just needs, and I've been we've been talking about this for the eight years I've been in it, come up with standards um, to Hallelujah help. there. Yeah, to help communicate the message. Preach, and, uh, Noah. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get some people to maybe we'll get some people to pay attention to that because yeah, standards. I'm all about the standards. Um, well, no, this has been a great conversation. I, I really appreciate the amount of time that you uh, that you gave to me. If I are there any questions that I haven't asked that you want to address? Probably, but I think that was a pretty good discussion. Um, so I, I'm, I guess I'm satisfied at this point. Well, and if you come up with anything else, no, of course you know you can always give me a call and we'll have you back on the program. So shoot me any questions that you have or questions that you wanted to address that I didn't, and we'll schedule a, a follow-up real soon. Okay, appreciate that. Thank you. I've been talking with Noah Eckert, the Chief Commercial Officer of Baiwa RE Solar Projects, uh, the expansion of a German company, 91-year-old German company, no less, uh, into the United States market. And it's, it's entrances like this that make me very bullish uh, about the future of solar uh, in this country. If, if a company with that kind of track record and that kind of bankability are... are joining the U.S. solar industry, then I think for the long term we're going to be fine. I'm Frank Andorka. I'm a senior editor with Solar Power World magazine. Until next time.